Trevor, the first time I saw you play, I think that's the same day I saw Cam play. We played right after them. We yes. I, 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 you know, it slipped my mind, but you were a freshman. Yeah. He, and uh, I didn't know who you were. And we was like, yo, who's number zero? <laughs> he gave Anthony Edwards. That's who he gave Anthony Edwards, 53. Yes. Yo, like that's crazy. It just dawned on me when we were talking about Cam. And I'm like, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. What's going on right here? Yeah, I remember that. I can't remember who y'all were playing, though. We played uh, Oak Ridge with Emmett Williams. He was dumb. Yes. Man, that's why I love catching just like random games like that before you guys make a name for yourselves. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember the first time I saw you play. Step into the mic today. We have the second ranked shooting guard in the class of 2021, Trevor Keels uh, from Paul the Six and also Team Takeover. We got to mention both of them because he's elite when he steps on the court for both of those teams. A 6'5 shooting guard to be exact. Okay, Trevor, we were talking about this right before we started this podcast, and I have to admit something to you. The first time I saw you play, I was actually with uh, Phil Chenier, a Bullets legend, and we were there to see your teammate, Jeremy Roach, play. And so um, I'm asking him questions about Jeremy, and I'm saying, oh, oh, Phil, what do you think? He's like, hold on, Chris, who's this number zero? And I was like, I don't know. He's uh, allegedly this freshman, so the kid must be nice because we're checking out this elite player and he clearly is that too, man. So tell me what you've worked on in your game from the first time I saw you play your freshman year at PVI to now, what have you expanded on most? Uh, I'll probably say mo mostly uh, just, just being a leader on the court. Uh, I, think, I think that takes you far in life. Um, and then my mentality, I think my mentality is just different from others. Uh, I came in, I came in as a freshman and Coach didn't even think I was going to start. Uh, I told him I, I was coming for a start, but I had like two seniors in front of me, a junior in front of me. But I mean, that ain't really mean that. My dad told me if you come back in this house, you better start. So I mean, it just it just come from you know my father just pushed me every day, working out every day, don't get no days off. So I mean, my freshman year, I started every game. Uh, we ran scouting reports. A few was uh, when I got on the court, I was mostly the third option, fourth option. So then sophomore year, uh, Jeremy got hurt and Ant got hurt. So now I'm the main, I'm the main option. Now everybody looking at me to score the ball. I got I gotta lead the team. So I mean it, it definitely was a, a a big road change. And I didn't see it coming that this I didn't see it coming like that fast. So I mean I definitely had to to lead the team as a sophomore, put the team on my back, uh talk to all the guys. So I mean I definitely I definitely grew. Uh, as a leader and just working on other things like working on my jump shot. I worked on it a lot. Um, losing weight uh, so I can move faster, uh, so I could play 30 minutes a game. So, I mean, I, I did work on a lot of things. Are you sitting in the garage? Like, what is all that noise that we was doing? Uh, my, my mom just walked in. Oh, what's up, mom? Well, we appreciate all that she does. All right, Trevor, I'm gonna let Chris do the basketball questions. Um, I have a I have a different question for you. Okay, do a little Twitter, Instagram stalking. I need you to explain. Uh, can you see this? I need you to explain this look, my friend. This is homecoming uh, for you. Like, talk to us about these suits. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> please enlighten me because I have never seen such a uh, colorful uh, pattern or so many of said pattern on so many young men at once. Uh, actually, uh, we was in a study hall. And one of, one of the dudes just like, yo, we all should just wear this. 
and it's homecoming. So we were like, all right, bet, let's do it. So we, <laughs> we did it. You know y'all look ridiculous. We were going to do a, a one with a pineapple. It had pineapples everywhere, but it had everybody's side. So we did that one. Oh, okay. Nah, that was crazy. This is a memorable photo, for nah, sure. It definitely is. It definitely is. That threw me off, Monica, because I'm sitting here like, hey, you know, this kid came out of nowhere to be this great player. She's mm-hmm. like, but your suit game, first of all, suits with shorts, that's like this new age thing. I mean, wear, wearing a suit jacket and shorts, like you with that, Trevor, or are you just being part of the team on that? No, I was just being part of the team. I, it, it wasn't my idea. But. I don't know, bro, because you are definitely the biggest one in this photo. And to whom much is given in far, as far as leadership and talent and abilities, uh, I think I'm blaming on you on this one. There's no escape. Monica, uh, say photo one more time. Photo? What did I say? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know. Okay, so Trevor, uh, getting back to the court a little bit. Um, you were saying Jeremy, as in Jeremy Roach, an All-American who's headed to Duke. So for everyone to understand exactly what his credentials are. And, you know, he missed his junior year, your sophomore year. You got the opportunity to play a lot more. But then you got the invite from Team USA. So how did that help you develop on the court as well to play with uh, Team USA the last two years and attend the mini camp in October? So <laughs> uh, when I got the invite uh, – I thought, well, uh, Roach made it seem like it was, it was easy. So I'm going, to, I'm going down there because he made the team. Like, he was killing the workouts, all this and that. He told me, like, oh, you good, you straight, it's easy. I went down there, and you're in Colorado. So, the, like, the, you're in mountains. So you get tired way quicker. Like, you get tired of stretching. Like, you run up and down a court one time, you're tired. Like, you can't even breathe. So, I mean, it was crazy. And then you plan against, you plan against the top of the top. So, like, you can't take a playoff. You might get your ankles crossed up or something like that. So, I mean, you, you can't take no plays off. You work out twice a day. You barely get any breaks. So, I mean, it, it definitely taught me a lot just saying, just knowing that I can't take no plays off. So, when I came back to PVI uh, and workouts and practices and stuff, just going as hard as I can. So, it definitely was a, a, a life-changing experience. Well, how would you describe your game? Trevor, if somebody's put you on a scouting report, what what do they need to be most aware of from where you see it? Uh, I think my ability to play uh, different positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I could just just play one position. I think me playing like some games I played the five, some games I played the four, some games I played the one. So I think just moving me around, not, I don't really have a, a title to one position. I think it's, uh, it causes mismatch against bigs, making people have to go small ball, stuff like that. So I think that's a big thing. For sure. And we see the NBA is moving more and more into that. I wouldn't say quite positionless, but being able to play more than one spot is a beautiful thing. All right. So what is what we used to call your dead spot? If you get to this spot on the floor, it's a wrap. Uh, I'll probably say the wings. Okay. I think once I get on a wing, I don't really think nobody can stay in front of me. Uh, when I catch a rip, as soon as I get on a wing, make a move, I think, I think I'm, I'm straight. I like the wings. We got that lethal first step. I love it. I love it. You know, another one of those times where I I saw that you were elite player when you guys were playing uh, for the championship for Team Takeover. Tell me about that experience with with Hunter and and Jeremy and all those guys coming together with with that group and being able to win that. Uh, 
Well, I was on the 16th team, but we practiced against them all the time. So I wasn't I wasn't on that team. Gotcha. But that team, that team was was crazy. I think like like they, I think all of them was just like leaders, and they just didn't they didn't care like they yell at one of their teammates or nothing like that. Like I like we used to practice with them. Somebody like make a bad play, make a turnover. They they cursing them out. Blah blah blah. Like, I'm looking at that like if he say that to me, we gotta fight like at that like. But I think I think that's what really made them closer. Like they they didn't they didn't take losing, so they didn't take that they didn't take that too well. I think they lost one game the whole EYBL. So I think that team is just different. Like their mentality is way different from every team. So Nike made the announcement yesterday, I believe. I mean, we sort of anticipated this in the pandemic that that circuit, all of that stuff is not going to happen this year. For you, an athlete going into your senior year, you and your, your peers, your teammates, how are y'all dealing with this? Uh, I mean, it, de- it definitely is hard uh, hearing that. I definitely was sad because I wanted to play EYBL. Um, but I think this that's when um, going to a great school like PVI helps you. It benefits you playing at a powerhouse school like that when you can have the highest uh, coaches like Coach K, Coach Cal, stuff like that. When they have seen me already, we're playing with TakeOver, they are seeing me already. They offer me stuff like that. So I think just just going to PVI uh, gives me a great advantage. So they they come to my school. They can see me play uh, when it start back up for PVI. So I think my school is, is a great advantage. So in that, with no circuit this summer, yeah, those coaches come to school, but there's so many other coaches that, you know, are in that gym. Yeah. The recruiting process is completely different too. What's that been like? Um, so I think I've been doing way more Zooms. Um, I, I really like the Zooms. <laughs> Do you? I actually, I mean, I actually thought it was going to be like, uh, boring and stuff like that. I think, but I think it's, I think it's better because, like, you just you're just talking to the coach, like you're building a relationship. Well, some of them don't even talk about basketball; they just put basketball aside and they just want a relationship with you. So I think just not seeing the campuses on the campus, just talking to them, um, just building that relationship. So then when I go on the campus, now I'm seeing the campus. I already heard what he, what he see me doing, um, showing me clips of how they see me in their in their uh, their offense and their defense. So I mean, I definitely like it. Um, it's a lot of zooms, but I mean, I mean, it's, it's great though. I can't wait to uh, get on campus though. I'm, I'm How many zooms a week are you doing? Uh, well, I didn't do no zooms the last two weeks. I was doing uh, driver school, but oh, uh, before that, before that, I was probably doing like one or two a week. I was I was doing like Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sundays. Um, let's go back to driving school. Are you a better basketball player or a driver? Oh, I'm tough at driving though. Are you? <laughs> That's real confident, Chris. This this sounds dangerous. This it's imp- first of all, it's impossible for him to be better at driving than basketball if he doesn't have his license and he's in driving school. And also he's the second tough. ranked shooting guard in his class. I understand the question, Monica, but I believe he just lied to us. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you. All right, Trevor. So listen, and you can totally be like pass on this question, but um pandemic's real. The national headlines are real in terms of civil unrest behind the killing of an unarmed black man in Minnesota and George Floyd. One of the things that I've also noticed is, and maybe it's because we don't have sports to watch, athletes are making their voices heard in ways that we have not seen. And not just black athletes, 
I have also seen lots of tweets from rookies in the W, um, from folks that cover college sports. Pay attention to what these college coaches are saying as you're making your recruiting decision. Where do you sit on that? Is that something that you're taking note of? Or for you, are you kind of focused on the basketball part of it all? Uh, I'm definitely taking note of that. I think, I think it was getting to the point where athletes had to say something because they're role models. Like uh, players like me, we look up to them and we want to be like them. So I think it's definitely, it's definitely great um, that they're saying something because um, everybody was waiting for them to say something. Like you know, they didn't see it, but everybody was waiting for them to say something. And if they didn't say something, then everybody get mad. Oh, he's just selfish. Blah blah blah. But I mean, it's definitely crazy right now. Um, but I mean, I think I think we're gonna get through this. Uh, I think black lives do matter, but I think violence is not the answer to. I don't think we should be we should be looting like this. Uh, now it's getting to the point. It's not even about the black lives matter. It's about people just going out so they can get free stuff. Just loot the loot the uh, store stuff. So I think it's definitely great that we're protesting. We want justice for black lives, but Dennis, we we shouldn't be looting crazy like this. Like it should not happen. But I agree with you a hundred percent, and I applaud you. And I was actually telling, um, I did a podcast with Mike Wise, who you probably don't know, but I was telling him that millennials and Gen Z to me are more alert, awake, and active than we've seen athletes be in a long time. And so that's you guys. And so I applaud you for acknowledging that. I think your answer just now was eloquent and perfect. Um, I'm so excited to see what your generation is going to do on the court and beyond because y'all are serious about this stuff and have big time voices. Uh. All right. So transition to something a little less uh, intense. Um, we want to know, and this is not me, Trevor. Again, very welcome to pass. Have you narrowed it down at all? Because you know I stalked you on uh, Instagram and I saw one of your posts that was like, go comment where you see Trevor should go. And it was a rack of schools on there. Um, I think this is what everybody wants to know. But you don't have to tell me. Just give me a number no. if it's narrowed down. I think I got a a, a good ten schools um, that that are recruiting me. Uh, part is I don't even cut off cut off no schools. Like it just if you just wait, like schools just go away. Um, yeah. mm, okay. So I mean, I think I it's a it's a good. I'm down to ten schools. Uh, I haven't put out the 10 schools, but I'm, I'm down. I mean, I'm, when you're ready to break news, feel free to call us at Step to the Mic Podcast. We'd love to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Drop the news for you. Okay, so look, to this point in your recruiting process, to somebody coming behind you, class of 2022, what would be your piece of advice? I'll say, all right, so June, June 15th is when they can call you and offer you, like coaches can call you and stuff. Um, I remember... Uh, the offers I really wanted, that they didn't text me or call me or nothing. Um, but I think, I think if you, if you, I think you should just be patient, just keep working, because um, you never know. Um, they, they're, they're always watching you. Uh, they're always watching the games, the films, the live streams. And then when you, when I was playing, I was playing with Roach, which is a, a top point guard. So he had the Dukes. The, the Kentuckys, the Villanovas. So they, they're seeing you, but they don't say nothing to you. They, I mean, they can't say nothing. So I think I think you should just stay focused. Uh, don't really worry about the offers. Don't really worry about um, why this coach now recruit me, why he hasn't texted me yet. I think that's the that's the big thing. People just worry about, oh, how he get this offer, and I don't. 
because you never know. They they probably just offer them, but you probably they they want to see you more. They want to see you what you can do more. And then they offer you, so you just never know. I think that's what that's what really was uh, different um, for the coach case. I ain't get I ain't get Duke right off the break. I ain't get uh, Michigan right off the break. North Carolina right off the break. Uh, it was a waiting process. So I think I just I just stick to my regiment and they came. So I think people should just don't really worry about uh, why this coach not recruit me. Just just take it one step at a time. Um, Trevor, this is the first time that we've met virtually. So nice to meet you. You are a really smart and crisp kid. So tell if you don't feel like answering any of these questions, you're welcome to tell me. But I'm about to just go there with you because you seem like you can handle it. Another big talking point coming up for your class and your generation is the um, NIL, name and likeness, right? Yeah. Um, some people are saying that the NCAA had to do that because of what the NBA is doing with the G League, right? Um, first, your ability to potentially market yourself as a college athlete, how much of a game changer is that for you? Oh, it's a big game changer because now you can't, you can't do certain things because mm. uh, you want the likeness from people. So you can't put out a wild tweet or do some crazy stuff on Instagram because then you now you losing people or you losing fans at at your college. Mm-hmm. So I think I really like it because now it makes people actually like focus on their goal and stuff like that and not doing it just the wild stuff off the court. So I mean I really I really like it. That's a really interesting perspective. I didn't think about it like that. I was all for you guys just being able to control your own likeness, especially the kind of schools that are recruiting you. On the flip side, is there a world in which you consider the G League and that school? Uh, I mean, if they come my way, uh, it's definitely an option. Um, but I don't really – You want to go to college. I can see it. I don't really know. Uh, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely look into it if they, if they come my way. Okay. And, and you should. You should explore every option. All right. So, got a little game. It's called This or That. I've got a list of things here. You're going to tell me the first thing that comes to mind, okay? It can be one word. It can be a short answer, a short phrase, short sentence, but the first thing that comes to mind. All right. Go to move. Uh, in and out. I really like in and out, yeah. Okay. Music. Little baby. No savage. No savage. Okay. Shoes. Uh, I'm more of a cold. On the court. Whatever you got. Uh, I'm more of a Kobe dude, and I like Vapor Maxes off the court. Okay. I, I had on Vapor Maxes today. See, I knew I liked you, Trevor. Okay. TikTok. Great app. I'm actually, I'm actually getting famous on TikTok. So I Are think, you? yeah. Okay, fantastic. Instagram. I really like Instagram. Uh, once I got that check, it was, it was over. I was sliding, sliding a lot of DMs. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. Uh, Weathery. You said what? Feathery. Oh, man. Feathery. <laughs> it's just different. I mean, you really can't explain it. It's just, it's just different. All right. DMV hoops. Best in the country, hands down. Love it. Toronto Raptors. Uh, I don't really. Uh. <laughs> You're supposed to say NBA champions? No? That's not? That's not? The, okay. All right. Fine. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here we go. LeBron James. I don't think he's the GOAT, but he's a great player. Um, and Michael Jordan. That's the GOAT. No. I, was, I was wondering. As, I was wondering. As down. What about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? What's happening here? You got to answer, uh, Trevor? Uh, 
I don't, I don't think he's better than Jordan. I ain't really all right, so I ain't really watched Kareem, so I really can't. Of course not, you weren't. Right, baby. He's like sixty. I, I really can't say, but when I really watched the Jordan documentary, I, I don't, I don't think LeBron can mess with him. Really? Because Jordan was just different. Like you give him the ball, it's going in the basket. I think LeBron. Uh, I don't really like LeBron. I don't think he checks the best player all the time. Like. So what about when Michael Jordan didn't guard Magic Johnson? We believe we should not go down this rabbit hole. Wait, let him finish his statement one thing at a time. Go, Trevor. Like my favorite player right now is KD. Okay, I was about to ask you, who's your favorite in the league? Okay. So I think every time they match up, I think just this, this KD like cooks him because he never checks KD. So like I can't say you to go if you don't check the best player in the court all the time. Well, so Trevor, what year were you born again? Was it two thousand and? Yeah, yeah. So, in fairness, Trevor didn't see Michael Jordan play. So, it's the Michael Jordan machine of being, you know what I mean? Like, okay, so for instance, in the Last Dance documentary, Monica will tell you, I've, I've gotten on this a lot. They didn't show Michael Jordan not guarding Magic Johnson in the first finals. It was Scottie Pippen that had to take on that assignment. When they played the part about Gary Payton, right, who guarded Michael Jordan. They didn't put up the numbers of Mike only scoring 21 and shooting 33% against my main man, GP. So, uh, look, Michael Jordan is certainly one of the top three basketball players of all time, and Trevor, it's perfectly fine if you think that he's the best of all time. But I just got to make sure you get a little bit more of that knowledge as well. But get back to Trevor because this is about you, not about um, – my debate on whether Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. I saw that you said that if you could play a different sport, you pick football, man. So I got to ask, what position uh, would you play in football? Uh, DN, DN. Oh, strong. I was tough at DN. I was, I was tough. I was, I was, I was really not expecting that. Monica, this kid as a freshman looked like a beast on the court. He looked like one of those guys that played football that you were like, hold on. <laughs> is he supposed to be playing basketball right now? So, no, I completely see that. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I, We love that. All right, so KD is the guy that you think is the best in the league right now. What is it about KD's game that you love? Uh, I just think his versatility is crazy. Uh, being 6'11 and can, and can put the ball on the floor and shoot the basketball, that's, I mean, him one-on-one against anybody, I think – he wins. It's just you. I don't think you really can stop him. All right. So again, love talking to you. Just go on there. Talk to me about your thoughts on KD leaving the Thunder and joining the team that had just tapped that ass. Oops, sorry. Can I say that on this pod? It's a podcast. Go ahead. He had to do. He had to get a ring. So my man had to get a ring. He couldn't do it with Russell Westbrook because Westbrook is not the type of player, not the type of point guard that can get him a ring. So my man had to go with Golden State. It was a business move. He had to get a ring. So, I mean, I like it. Oh, oh, I mean, I guess if you see it as a business move, fair enough. Trevor, who's the best player you played against? <laughs> uh, probably Jeremy. Jeremy, I, I don't think people really realize. Like, me going against Jeremy every day in practice was, was frustrating because he would never, like, give me a break. Like, it was 94 feet every practice, like. I, I really think he was the best player I played against. Need that. Need that. We love that. All right. So um, you are heading into your senior year. You yeah. have, like you said, poured, your, poured time and energy into your game, changed your body, like you're getting after it. What are the goals? What looks like a successful or what does a successful senior campaign for Trevor Kills look like? 
Uh, first, uh, I mean, winning the WCAC championship, um, then winning states, and then my my personal goals, uh, being a McDonald's All American, which been a dream since a little kid, and then uh, Jordan Brand Classic. And then hopefully if we have Nike Hoop Summit, uh, going to USA in Portland with Nike Hoop Summit. Okay. That that would be a loaded senior year. I personally am wishing you to make all those things happen. You definitely seem like you can get it done. Yeah. Monica, one final note. I didn't want to interrupt you on that last question. Uh, Jeremy Roach, I saw him working out with Victor Oladipo, right? I didn't know who he was. And, I, and it's a bunch of college guys and pros, and I go, Man, hey, which school that kid goes to? I thought he was in college. He was a sophomore. So when, when Trevor said that Jeremy is the best player he played against, you have to understand that level. Yeah, he's McDonald's All-American, but that kid is special, just like you, Trevor. Yeah. All right, well, I guess, Monica, you got anything else? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> no All right, Trevor, thanks for stepping to the mic, man. We appreciate you. No problem.